Buffalo Bills fans, welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com and everywhere else you go to get your fine Bills-related podcasts. Welcome back. My name is John Boccasino, your longtime host of Believe here on the Buffalo Rumblings family of podcasts. So glad you took the time to download our podcast. However you're listening, we appreciate you checking out our off-season content. Uh, again, I am flying solo this week. My colleague and co-host Jamie D'Amico is on a well-deserved vacation in a much warmer part of the world uh, than we are here in snowy upstate New York as we are getting ready to really, you know, this is the first full week without football. The Super Bowl has concluded, uh, and I know Bills fans are anxious for the team to get back on the playing field to go after uh, what they need to in free agency in the offseason, and we will have all of those topics covered uh, at some point coming up here on Believe on what exactly the Bills need to do uh, this offseason to close the gap. Uh, and get over the hump and get to the Super Bowl and bring home that first Lombardi trophy. Uh, Boy, if you happen to notice, after the Rams won their championship, they had a parade uh, in Los Angeles, and the spectators were uh, a little bit less uh, than out in full force. There was kind of a sparse crowd, it looked like, uh, cheering on Matthew Stafford and the Rams after their win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Guarantee the Bills would not have any problems filling up the streets of downtown Buffalo for a championship parade. Uh, If Bill's mafia is able to passionately greet the bills at the airport after some regular season wins, uh, I can only imagine how packed the crowd of Bill's Mafia wearing their Zubas would be uh, for Buffalo celebrating a Super Bowl championship. And we are here on Believe to connect the dots for you uh, as to what we think the Bills need to do this offseason to, again, get over that hump, get over the hurdle, and claim that Super Bowl championship. And with the fact that the Buffalo Bills are searching for that Super Bowl championship, there is one area I feel like uh, the Bills really need to address and improve upon this offseason. Knowing that the 2022 Buffalo Bills are going to face sky-high expectations, you know, and, and rightfully so. I mean, the Bills are, will be coming off of back-to-back AFC East divisional titles, and they'll have many of their core players under contract for next year. It's no surprise that the Bills should once again contend uh, for the championship in both the AFC and the Super Bowl. And Las Vegas agrees. You know, it's way too early, but they're looking ahead at the teams they project to be the the favorites to be back next year uh, to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. And the Bills have the second best odds of all 32 teams, trailing only the Kansas City Chiefs as the prohibitive favorites to win the Super Bowl. Now, after losing in overtime to the Chiefs in the playoffs, Last month, we all know uh, what a bad taste is lingering in the mouths of Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, uh, Sean McDermott, and the rest of the Bills uh, team and, and coaches. You know, no matter how good the Bills look this offseason, no matter how prolific things seem to be going, the Bills know that they have unfinished business to achieve. 
And, you know, we know they're going to learn from this loss, but the Bills really do have some work and some holes to fill uh, in their roster and also strive to make some big improvements in critical areas if they want to get back uh, to the AFC Championship game like they did in 2020 and take it one step further and get to that Super Bowl. One of the biggest areas that could experience a lot of change uh, this offseason is the passing game. And we all know that Josh Allen uh, as quarterback has really established himself as one of the best signal callers in the NFL. The Bills have one of the best and most dangerous passing attacks in the league. And if you look at Josh's numbers last year, on the surface, they look really good. He passed for 4,407 yards and he had 36 touchdown passes with a completion percentage around 69%. The Bills do have a potent passing attack. That's for sure. But if you watch the AFC divisional round game this year and the AFC championship game in 2020, there's one area where Buffalo desperately needs to get better, in my humble opinion, if they want to overtake the Chiefs, surpass the upstart Cincinnati Bengals, and hold off all other challengers in the AFC. That is with the speed game in the passing game. When you take a deeper dive and a deeper look into Josh's performance in the passing game last year, yes, those numbers are pretty prolific. 4,400 passing yards, 36 touchdowns, 69% completion percentage. But one area where Allen did not rank very highly, in fact, he ranked last in the league in terms of passing yards coming after the catch or yak. All told, only 1,737 yards that Josh threw for last year came after the catch. That represents about 40% total of his passing yardage. Now, out of context, you might be wondering, boy, 40%, where does that rank amongst the other signal callers in the league? Well, Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs had 2,670 yards after the catch, which accounts for 55% of his passing yardage total, while Joe Burrow of the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, he had 2,252 of his passing yards after the catch, which is 48% of his total passing yards. Now, this is not obviously all on Josh Allen. As we digest these numbers, there's really a lot to process when it comes to yak. And one of the big things I want to hit on, and one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast here today on Believe, talking about the speed game, is the Bills don't really currently have that true game breaker, that true home run threat that can rack up a ton of yards after the catch uh, following their receptions. You know, there, there are individual players who have some speed, uh, like Isaiah McKenzie, but he's an unrestricted free agent. We'll be talking about him coming up in a little bit. But McKenzie really is not someone you think of like a Tyreek Hill or a Jamar Chase, uh, who Chase, by the way, was the third best receiver in Yak for those uh, Bengals. But the Bills really need to add speed to this passing game to complement the balanced receiver threat that Stephon Diggs is and the emerging boundary receiver threat that Gabriel Davis has become, along with slot man Cole Beasley, who we expect to be back. Brandon Bean has said he wants to have uh, Beasley back in the slot. So the Bills really need to find a way to add some speed to their wide receiver room. And, you know, if you were to watch a Bills game, I think one of the big observations you would find with this receiver room is instead of 
prioritizing the breakaway speed like we've talked about with Jamar Chase and Tyreek Hill and a lot of the Kansas City Chief receivers, the Bills are more concerned with ball security. They don't drop the ball. They don't fumble the ball. They hang on to the ball. But at what expense? It could be made an argument that Buffalo prioritizes ball security over running after the catch and yak uh, productivity. And if you've noticed, I mean, Cole Beasley is great at turning the sticks. You know, third and Cole is able to come up with a big catch and he'll dive for the first down. But he makes that dive instead of trying to make a juke or a jive to get past his secondary member and maybe go for more yards after the catch. That's one example of just the Bills seeming to value and prioritize something other than yak when it comes to their wide receivers. But even with the lack of yak, which is really fun to say out loud, Josh Allen still made a ton of remarkable and incredible plays last year with his arm. Given the lack of productivity the Bills have in yak, Allen still finished with 28 big play passes last year. Those are pass plays that go for 25 yards or more, which is good for 12th best in the National Football League. So you look at it, the Bills don't have that breakaway home run threat receiver, but they are still getting deep plays downfield that are going for big chunks of yardage. So the question begs to be asked then, are the receivers to be blamed and faulted for the low yak rankings? Or is this something that's really being blown out of proportion? Yak seems to be one of those fancy stats that people will point to and clamor to uh, new age stat. It wasn't there. Uh, wasn't tabulated when your father or your grandfather was watching football. It's one of those analytics stats that's kind of coming into their own. And given everything I've mentioned about how Buffalo did not have a great productivity in Yak this year, the Bills still had a top five offense uh, despite all of that. So what do you think when it comes to Yak? What do the Bills need to do to improve the speed game at wide receiver. I'll tell you one thing. I don't think the solution is on the current roster. If you look at uh, the Bills receivers, and by the way, for perspective, their yards after catch per reception last year, when they finished last among the 32 teams, was 4.3 yards per catch. Again, dead last in the league. We know that McKenzie has that speed dimension to his game, uh, but it really seemed like he is not the answer uh, when it comes to that speed game uh, for, for Buffalo's wide receivers. He is set to hit free agency, and he might not be back. Again, this could be the fifth straight year that the Bills' wide receivers have a lot of turnover. Emmanuel Sanders is also an unrestricted free agent. Jake Kumaro is not back under contract for next year. Um, so really, when you look at the Bills and the Chiefs, the biggest difference between these two offenses is the speed game. Each time the teams met in the postseason, Kansas City's quickness and their speed was a major issue for the Bills. I mean, see Tyreek Hill roaming through the secondary for that long touchdown reception, and then Hill scampering for a pivotal first down that led to the game-tying field goal late in regulation in the divisional round loss. The Bills and any organization would love to add a speedster and a game-breaking threat like a Tyreek Hill. But the truth is, those guys are few and far between, and just because you're fast doesn't mean you're a good wide receiver. I'm looking at you, John Ross, one of the fastest players to ever come into the NFL, and yet has a 22% drop rate. Not good. The Bills need to find a way to become speedier in the wide receiver position. Through last year, too much of the offense was put on Allen's shoulders to make a big play, and he's going to face a lot of change, I feel like, this offseason, especially with 
Offensive coordinator Brian Dable taking a job uh, with the New York Giants as their head coach. And his quarterback's coach, Ken Dorsey, thankfully, is being promoted to be the new OC. uh, So he will have some familiarity in the passing game. But I really feel like the offense could take a major step forward, especially if the receivers and the backs out of the backfield are able to become more prolific at the yards after the catch. And we even know that general manager Brandon Bean feels this way. He told reporters during his season-ending press conference that one of his priorities this offseason is acquiring additional weapons who can stretch the field or pick up significant yards after the catch. That would be a major boost to this offense. Now, I mentioned Brian Dable uh, leaving as offensive coordinator. I'm not too worried about Allen taking a step backwards in 2022 because Dable is gone, mostly because, you know, while Dable was a big asset to Allen early in his career, it's really been Jordan Palmer and quarterbacks coach Ken Dorsey, who again is now the OC for this 2022 season, that should get much of the credit for working with Allen over the last two seasons to really help him improve upon his weaknesses especially with uh, the deep ball and becoming more dangerous and more uh, prolific in picking up the blitzes and finding open receivers uh, when the teams are blitzing against him. But with these significant changes in the wide receiver room, this is going to be a major test for Allen and that dynamic Bills passing game. We all know how great Stefan Diggs is as a pro bowler outside. He's a model of consistency. He's just one of the best receivers in the game. And him and Allen have a great rapport. I mean, Diggs has back-to-back campaigns with at least 100 catches, at least 1,200 receiving yards, and at least eight touchdowns in his first two seasons in Buffalo. Allen and Diggs clearly are one of the best quarterback wide receiver duos in the game. But beyond Diggs, there really is a lot of uncertainty amongst Buffalo's wide receivers. Sanders, who had 747 offensive snaps last year, and slot receiver slash returner Isaiah McKenzie, they're both unrestricted free agents, meaning they can either re-sign with the Bills or test out free agency. Sanders and McKenzie combined for 69 receptions, 903 receiving yards, and seven touchdowns last year, serving as reliable weapons for Allen. Sanders turns 35. He is not a guarantee to be back with the Bills, nor is McKenzie, although McKenzie has professed to how much he loves playing for the Bills. And Sanders wants to win a Super Bowl. They both could return on team-friendly deals, especially for Sanders. He might get a deal in the one-year, $5 to $6 million range like he commanded last year to sign with the Bills in the first place. But beyond those two, third-year pro Gabriel Davis He really is expected, I think, to step into that starting role, but that's not a foregone conclusion because, again, Bean loves to bring in veterans. They could choose to stack talent on talent and bring in more talented wide receivers to keep this passing game being quite dangerous. There's a ton of options on the free agency market, or they could turn to the draft to find a starter or a backup on the outside. And again, if you look at Bean's MO, he has added receivers through free agency, see Cole Beasley, through trades, see Stefan Diggs, and through the draft, see Gabriel Davis. I think the Bills are going to invest some draft capital in this position. But Bean has also demonstrated how much he values adding speed to the wide receivers through free agency. In the past, he's brought in John Brown and, to a lesser extent, Emmanuel Sanders as solid veterans who bring some speed to aid to the passing game. With McKenzie a free agent and Beasley turning 33 in April – Adding a speedy receiver, especially in the slot, who also has some versatility to play outside, would be beneficial for this team's future, whether it's through the draft or through free agency. 
The Bills also clearly could use a reliable contributor in the punt and kickoff return game, which you could accomplish by using one of your draft picks or more coming up in the draft this spring. With Beasley set to make almost $8 million uh, in cap space this year, he is anticipated to be back for the 2022 season, but you got to imagine they're going to restructure that contract. They also could restructure Diggs's contract uh, through an extension to free up some more cap space for Bean to go out there and acquire one of these speedy wide receivers. Now, look, I love Gabriel Davis. I think he has been a fantastic addition to the passing game after being drafted uh, two years ago. He is quite capable on the outside and as a boundary receiver, but speed is really not his game. You know, during his rookie season, Bills fans fell in love with Davis. Uh, they wanted a larger role for him. He had a breakthrough rookie season, 39 passes caught. For 684 yards and seven touchdowns while making 11 starts over 16 games. But then Emmanuel Sanders came in last offseason and Davis only started four games. Sanders this year did have a pretty solid season for Buffalo with 42 catches, 626 yards and four touchdowns. But again, he is an unrestricted free agent. I think it's only natural that Davis gets elevated to the second wide receiver position, uh, especially when you think about the rapport that Allen and Davis have established so far. Last year, Davis was one of Allen's favorite downfield targets, uh, and he finished with 791 receiving yards and 11 touchdowns on 45 grabs last year. Again, only making four starts, but he was a difference maker to Buffalo's passing game. He had a touchdown in three straight games in December, including two touchdown grabs in that 31 to 14 win over the Carolina Panthers on December 19th. Over the final five weeks of the regular season, Davis had at least three catches in every game. Keep in mind, he missed that week 16 clash with the Patriots when he was placed on the COVID-19 list. And he also had a pair of five catch performances versus both the Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But really, the playoffs last year is where Davis came into his own. Uh, first, he had that huge 19-yard touchdown catch uh, in the 47-7 romp over the Patriots in the wild card game. And then, of course, in the greatest game played that you'll never want to see ever again, uh, taking on the Chiefs in the divisional round, Davis put forth one of the greatest postseason performances ever by a wide receiver. He became the first wideout to catch four touchdown passes in a postseason game, finishing with eight grabs for 201 yards in the eventual 42-36 overtime loss. He also became just the ninth player in league history to amass 200-plus receiving yards in a playoff game. Davis really seems like a natural and cheaper solution to Sanders on the outside, but is he ready to take on a larger role in the offense and assume the number two wideout spot? Or would the Bills opt to add another veteran wideout through free agency or a trade and instead keep Davis as the team's third wide receiver? Really, internally, there aren't many options on the roster that bring speed uh, other than the names we've mentioned so far. Isaiah Hodgins can play inside or out, uh, but he's really had injury troubles uh, staying healthy and staying on the field since being drafted in the sixth round out of Oregon State in the 2020 NFL draft. He did impress uh, Allen and head coach Sean McDermott during OTAs last year, but a knee injury during the preseason against the Lions uh, forced him to be sidelined on the IR for the whole season and the practice squad. He did see four snaps in week 16, but he also was signed, Hodgins was, to a reserves futures contract, and he will have a chance to contribute in 2022. The Bills have a starting option at wide receiver on their roster, I feel like, in Gabriel Davis 
elevating him makes a lot of sense, but the Bills will still need to address the depth at this position uh, once they bump Davis up to number two. With the Bills having an outstanding chance at winning the AFC and getting to the Super Bowl, here's my thought on what Brandon Bean does to address the speed and option when it comes to the wide receivers. He's going to bring in another veteran wide receiver with some speed. Maybe a Byron Pringle or Braxton Berrios would fit the price range. Maybe a DJ Chark or a Marquez Valdez Scanling uh, could also fill the role. Or a Mike Williams, who is a really good red zone threat, uh, could come in as well on a contract. Those players would be value adds. They might cost a little bit more with Mike Williams, but I think the Bills will get creative when it comes to their cap space, and they need to make a home run hit to add speed to the wide receiver room to make Josh Allen and the passing game even more dangerous in 2022. If they do that, sign one of those veterans, again, a Byron Pringle or Braxton Berrios perhaps, I think the Bills will also use the draft. They have nine picks coming up to address the wide receiver position, bringing in some speed that way. The Super Bowl window is clearly open, as you heard last week on the episode of Believe, and I think the Bills are clearly in win-now mode, and those moves would help Buffalo get over the hump and win that Super Bowl championship. Now, Bills fans, I've given you my thoughts on the wide receivers and how they can become speedier and what needs to be done to improve this room next year. What do you think? I want to hear from you. Comment on this article when it posts on buffalorumblings.com. And also feel free to get involved on Twitter. My handle is at John Boccasino. You can also tweet at Buff Rumblings. I appreciate you taking some time to listen to my thoughts here on Bill Eve, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. Have a great weekend and go Bills.